0: Good afternoon, fellow cigar-passionados and passionatas. Welcome to this week's episode of The Ash Holes, broadcast live from the Serena Royale Studios. It's time to kick back and light up as we turn every Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. It's always entertaining, unscripted, and totally unfiltered. You can, down, you can stream and download us on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean, and of course at theashholes.net, our website. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Holes, and on Instagram at Ash Holes Radio. Oliver's away this week in Las Vegas. Good. And attempting to fill those huge French shoes is Mr. Jonathan from the Cigar Authority. Welcome, Jonathan. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing just fine, Dan. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to be on the show. With y'all,
0: always glad to have you. And today we're going to be smoking the Tabernacle Toro by the Foundation Cigar Company. So, how have you been? You've been off the show for a week. You've
1: been doing some stuff. What you been, You've been skating. I've been skateboarding. Yeah, have been skateboarding. I'm trying, to, uh, trying to get myself into shape. Yeah, and uh,
2: so how's I that to, working out? So for So I you? don't have
1: to diet as hard. <laughs> Every you do love food. I do love food. Every single. Um, day that I go out skateboarding, uh, my cardio increases by double. Really? I've noticed. And I know because it's it was so few times I could make it back and forth on the half pipe and then I'm out of breath and I got to take a rest for a minute. That was day one. And day two, I was able to do double the number of times. I went from three to six
3: mm.
1: and I could take a shorter break in between. And then I went out yesterday, last night, and I was able to go a solid 15 minutes straight with little 10-second breaks to wait my turn and go back and hit it. So my cardio is coming back, and uh, I'm, I'm actually I'm surprised I'm landing some tricks. It's That's good. That's awesome. That's
0: awesome, man. You had a video up there you showed us. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I put a uh,
1: little starter video just uh, so I can see the tricks that I was doing, and then mm-hmm. maybe mid-summer I'll put out a full-length Feature.
0: <laughs> a full-length feature. Do you have any a documentary idea? Documentary of Mr. Jonathan's How many tricks
1: it takes. you got to have somewhere around 150 tricks to fill three minutes worth of video. <laughs> because this, I mean, no one wants to see you rolling up to the ramp. So you mm-hmm. cut it right to when you're at the bottom of the ramp and then. Tsk, right, poof, right. And you're done. And you cut it to the next thing. So you got to have a lot of tricks lined even, up. Even
0: doing the slow-mo stuff doesn't take up a whole lot of time. Does well, that's
1: it? one of my tricks. I <laughs> stretch it out with a slow-mo how I roll
0: Well, let me tell you something. Um last Friday, my oldest daughter uh had a was part of a uh, science fair nice. at middle school and went in to see her and her project and what she was doing and everything. And after it was over, um I'm hanging out. Mandy had left with uh our daughter Anna, and I was going to take the other two kids home after the the uh, science fair was over. And the phone rings in the classroom. And it's for me.
1: That's uh, a way to stop your heart It's a way to
0: stop your heart. And they said, you know, come down to the office. We have a call for you.
1: When was the last time you were asked to go to the office before that? I know. Serious.
0: It was like 30 years since I've gone to the office. So I go down to the office, and sure enough, my wife, Mandy, is on the phone, and her car had broken down just a mile or two down the road. So now I have a real legitimate excuse to get the girls out of school, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so gets. Not kids, like you wanted to stay any down. longer, anyways. She thought that she'd blown a tire. It wasn't the tire. It was something else. It was an engine-related thing, and. Um, I, so I, I, I have
1: one. I have one question, yep. and and my wife is the same way. How can you get confused? Because you get out of the car and you walk around, you see all the tires have air in them. <laughs> yeah. You can eliminate tire from the possibility of of whatever's wrong. She heard a pop.
0: She saw smoke and heard the smell of of rubber burning and said, oh, I've blown a tire. I walked around the car when I got there. Honey, your tires are fine. No, I'm sure it was a tire. And so we argue. You're going to
1: argue with the guy who's (laughs) looking at all the tires (laughs) right now. This is a conversation I've had with my wife. But
0: you've been sitting there for 20 minutes waiting for me to get here and... Your tires are all still full. So, uh, you know, we're obviously we're in two cars. I take the kids home, come back and sit with her. We've called AAA. They're, they're on the way. So we're waiting for AAA. And So what do I do with the time we're sitting there in the car? There's only one thing to do. I had her listen to the ash holes. Yes. Okay.
1: I've done this with and my wife we many listened,
0: times. We listened last week to the ash holes. And Oliver, at one point, mentioned the word herf and herfing. And Mandy looks at me and she says, what, what, what is a herf? What was that word? What does Just it mean? Just be careful what
1: you say about and your said, wife in case she breaks down again. You might I be said, listening to this show.
0: I said, a herf is a group of guys who are getting together to smoke cigars. That's what a herf is. She said, is well, that a it real goes word? A little... Is that a real word? I don't believe you. I said, every man knows that. Every, man, every guy knows what a
1: herf is. Google it. A herf goes a little bit further than that. It, you, you have to have a certain percentage of complete virgins. Uh, and I don't mean cigar smoking virgins in the in the herf for it to count. Uh, you've got to have not, a certain contingency not, of geekery not, guys that not are not
0: according to the internet, which we all know tells the truth all the time.
1: That's a good point. I'm sorry, we, I yeah, digress. We learned that from Derek. I
0: digress. Okay, so <laughs> she googles it, and sure enough, the definition comes up, and, and you know, it's nobody knows where the word came from, how it started, how many people are minimum herf, and she's like, "This is ridiculous. I can't believe." And then she starts making. Herf jokes.
1: Well, her version, I'm sure, of yeah. herf jokes. Yeah,
0: so she looks at me, and she starts, she starts singing George Thorogood. I herf alone.
1: Can't herf alone.
0: I herf alone with nobody else. One is the loneliest number I ever herf. <laughs> <laughs> she, says, she says, you know, if you have a herf with four friends where two friends are not smoking, it's half a herf. Oh, half a herf. Oh. And she's killing herself with this. She's dying. An all-women herf is a her-herf. <laughs> and i'm just like oh come on please get over it. get over it get over it yourself this is not all that funny
1: well, one of them was that that, that, one, was, that one was which good. one was funny the uh i don't know the first yeah, one you the, said i can't remember one exactly is the loneliest number i ever yeah, heard. Yeah, yeah 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 i like that one yeah That's
0: so good. but she it was the first show she'd listened to though she liked the show.
1: But that's what has uh, to
0: happen. My car has to break down. I have to be with her in order for her to listen to the show.
1: My wife uh, will catch the show live once in a while if she remembers that it's on. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first five years the show was on, she would call me every Saturday (laughs) at twelve twenty to find out what I was doing. (laughs) For five years, the shows now we're in our eighth year. Right. She finally realizes that I'm on a freaking show. show. From Saturday, on Saturdays from noon to 2 yeah. and doesn't at least call. And once in a while, she'll catch it. Uh, when we were streaming on Facebook, she would catch it there once oh, in a while. Oh,
0: that's funny. That's funny. And you know Oliver's kids called in last week on I the heard, show. I heard, yeah. Oh, my good gosh. Time. Franks and Beans, World War 3 They're arguing, fighting. That was hilarious. Um, what, what happened on the Cigar Authority, speaking of that, last week?
1: Last week, we discussed the seven different ways to have Maduro.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So
1: different companies go about Maduro different ways, and you would hope and pray that they all did it the natural way. But there's many other ways, including bruising the leaf. You can cook the tobacco. Right. Uh, you can raise the temperature. It just There's a couple of ways of cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can raise the temperature in the room. You can put it above a steam bath. Uh, you can roll it in your hands. You can create a tobacco dye out of stems and rot the stems and create right. this black water. So lots of different ways to... Have Maduro mm. come about? There's only one real way, and that is to just age the crap out of your tobacco, right. and <laughs> then you get a nice dark leaf, which is tends to be sweeter, mm-hmm. and that it was the appeal of Maduro uh, was the sweetness of it. Right. But American palate has shifted over the past few years, and people want stronger and stronger cigars. Mm-hmm. And the honest truth is, if you've got a halfway decent Maduro wrapper, right. it's got some sweetness to it, you can kick the blend up with mm-hmm. tobaccos that are a little more raw. They're going to present more peppery and kind of mask the harshness of the tobacco with your sweet outer wrapper. Mm-hmm. And this is the direction that some companies are going with their cigars. Okay. So that's what we talked about.
0: Wow, well, that sounds really interesting. So... This week, we are smoking the Tabernacle Toro. And this is a very, very full-bodied cigar. Uh, Foundation Cigars is, is headed by its founder, Nicholas Melillo. And Melillo was born and raised in Southbury, Connecticut. He's a New Englander, which is awesome. And he loved cigars. His, his dad loved cigars. Grandfather smoked a pipe. He grew up about an hour away from the Connecticut uh, River Valley, where all the tobacco farms are. And just grew up with that kind of love of things. And right out of high school, he got a job at uh, the local shop where he grew up in uh, Hamden, Connecticut, the Calabash Shop, which is still there. And um, uh, almost instantly, they just handed him over the responsibility of figuring out what to bring into the store, what was good and what was bad. You know, here are these guys who own a cigar shop. Sure. But they didn't smoke a whole lot. (laughs) <laughs> so, so here's this 18-year-old kid with, you know, the cigar nerd. They handed him over everything. So he's all of a sudden making all the orders and tasting and everything. And,
1: and something I'll say about Nick, I've met him uh, several times. He is the kind of person, he has that personality that mm-hmm. if he dips his toe just slightly into the water mm-hmm. and he likes how that water feels, he doesn't even take his clothes off. He is mm-hmm. all in, head first, and hopes that the water's deep enough. You know, sort of uh, uh, just dive in and check the, check the depth after. Yeah, this is his personality. So I can just imagine him being a young kid in a cigar shop, surrounded by all these cigars, mm-hmm. hearing all the different things, the different brands that are out there, and wanting to try everything. Mm-hmm. Very dangerous position to be in. Yeah, yeah, and you know, for uh, anybody, but never, at that age,
0: never met him myself, but I've read some you know interviews with him and things, and he has said you know virtually you know virtually the same thing that when he when he was eighteen, he knew everything that was out there where it was made, what the prices were, everything. It just, he just knew everything about You run
1: it. the risk at that point, too, of uh, – I was a, the buyer here at Two Guys Smoke Shop, and I still assist in that role. Mm-hmm. You run the risk of getting into the geekery of it all. Right. And unfortunately, the reality is that the geek sticks sell by the single,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and the the regular – Brands. Let's take Dos Ombre, for example. We sell a half a million Dos Ombre out of, right. uh, out of Two Guys Smoke Shop locations and, you know, and online. That is not a geek stick. That's not something that people are going to travel far and wide to get, but it's what sells by the box or mm-hmm. by the bundle. And it's a, it's a tough position to be in, balancing having enough of the geekery and enough of those standbys to be able to stay right, in business. Right, 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 right. Very tough, but I digress.
0: We digress. Well, he goes to – he, he um, a little goes off to college – gets a uh, degree in international business. And after a year or two of milling around Europe and fooling around doing some things, he never gets away from the cigars. And Jonathan Drew from Drew Estates calls him up and offers him a job with him. And he goes to Drew Estates, and he ends up working with him um, uh, uh, from 2003 to 2014. So he's just all part of that. Just as the boom's going off and everything and... and, and, uh, And they're getting real big. And then he decided uh, to leave and start his own company. uh, uh,
1: Which coincidentally happened right around the time that uh, Swisher International acquired Drew Estate. Good point. Melillo is uh, responsible for the acid lines. Mm -hmm. He created Liga Pravada for Steve Saka. Mm -hmm. This is a young, young kid that totally immersed himself into – the tobacco side of things at Drew Estate, and worked his way up to master blender status. Right. Which for a a white kid from <laughs> yeah, Connecticut, Connecticut is, is just unheard it, of. It is. It's quite the accomplishment. I'll say that. That's good to know that we're uh, we're live.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> we are up and running.
1: You're swiping everything over mm-hmm. there. You're making me nervous. <laughs> So he ends, up, uh, he ends up going out on his own in 2014? Uh,
0: 2013, that? he left. And then um, in uh, 2015, he okay. founds the, the uh, Foundation
1: Cigar Company.
0: And um, right now there are four uh, brands that come out of there. The uh, Wawense.
1: El Wawense, yeah.
0: El Wawense. The Upsetters, which is kind of, you know. It's an infused cigar using infused botanicals. cigars, yep. Uh, Charter Oak. Which Love is that. an everyday uh, smoke. They range from five to six dollars a stick. They're fantastic. We've talked about those on the show before, and the Tabernacle,
1: which we're smoking here, which we're
0: smoking here, and the Tabernacle is available in six sizes: a torpedo, that's four and a half by fifty-two, a Corona, that is five and a quarter by forty-six, the Robusto, which is a classic five by fifty, the Toro, which we're smoking, six by fifty-two. Uh, double Corona uh, at 7x54, uh, and a Lancero at 7x40. Uh, and he's got this, he, he calls himself the Chief of the Broadleaf. And n- kind of knows, he, you know, growing up in Connecticut, the Connecticut River Valley, Connecticut Broadleaf is one of his favorite things. And so no surprise, the Tabernacle is a Connecticut Broadleaf cigar. And it's got a San Andreas Mexican binder and fillers from... Honduras, and Nicaragua. So you've got a four-country mix That's awesome. in this cigar here. And they're made at the A.J. Fernandez factory in Nicaragua.
1: This is the thing that's interesting about Nick Bolillo where uh, basically after he leaves True estates, he get, it gets known that he's the guy that did the blend on Liga mm-hmm. Pravada. Mm-hmm. And he comes out with everything except for his version of Liga Pravada first, mm-hmm. then comes out with his version in the Tabernacle. And it takes off unbelievable. If it was me, I would come <laughs> out with what I was known for. Right. Which is a full-bodied Nicaraguan-based cigar and just go like gangbusters because the buzz is there. Right. But he kind of went the other way and he established himself with other brands. Maybe his way is smarter because he's still in business and he's mm-hmm. rocking and mm-hmm. we sell an awful lot of his stuff. Yes, But we do. I would have done it in reverse order yeah. and come out with the one that looks the most like Liga and, and gone that I way. I mean, even
0: this—you know—the the bands, the the way it's packaged, it's very legal-like. It's it Liga-esque. Liga-esque. Yeah. You know, but um, so what? What are your uh, first impressions of this cigar? I'm picking up
1: notes of charcoal and. This is a tough description for me. Imagine mm. you, you got a burger, right? Yeah. And okay. you're cooking the burger over charcoal, mm-hmm. and it's it's not a, a thin burger. You're, mm-hmm. you're going with a thick ball that you're going to mush down after, okay. right? Okay, yeah. So the outside of that is going to char slightly yes. before you get the inside yes. pink because it's so thick, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Now, that outside, that crispy, charred outside yes. is what I'm picking up as a prevalent flavor mm. note mm. right off the bat, and that's what I mean by charcoal grilled meat. That crunchy, crispy outer layer on a well-grilled, but still rare in the middle, thick burger. Mm. That's all I have to say about That's
0: that. That's all you have to say about that. Oh, the burn on this thing is fantastic.
1: It's very true.
0: Very true. Very straight, thin burn line. It's got this nice, brighter, whiter ash to it. And um, the the uh, smoke and the retro is really peppery.
1: I wouldn't know. I'm not yes. retro handling this You wouldn't this know.
0: Show. You wouldn't. This would kill you. It would kill me. This would kill you. But lots of uh, black pepper, a little bit of uh, red pepper, maybe too. And um, I'm picking up, you know, some uh, cocoa, maybe a little espresso with this. It's a very dark, rich cigar.
1: I just ashed on the keyboard. That's fantastic. But that's look and look
0: at that. It like just totally right stayed up. together. Boom. It held right up. That's amazing. So if you're watching this. Don't watch. Don't don't, There's don't no need. watch. There's no need. You're There's not that. supposed to do this. Okay. <laughs> we have uh, faces for radio. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Now that we got that cleaned up.
0: Yeah. So this is a very, and it's a, I'm going to say medium plus right
3: now.
1: Yeah. I'm. Uh, I was expecting it to be fuller bodied right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. So I'm holding off on my plus rating. I'm going to say right mm-hmm. now. I'm experiencing medium. Mm-hmm. I haven't smoked all that many cigars today. I had a big meal. I'm try, I am tried to get myself prepared <laughs> because I am a wuss when it comes to the strong stuff. Yep. yep. Um, other things that I did this week to prepare myself, I wanted to mm. try and go outside. Again, I'm, I'm going to be on the show. I don't want to talk about the stuff that I always talk about. Sure. So I went outside my comfort zone. Oh, very nice. And I smoked um, out of Honduras the Rocky Patel Edge Toro Corojo. Oh. They're $7-ish, depending on where you buy them. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a 6x52. The outer wrapper on that is Corojo, hence Edge Toro Corojo. The filler is a combination of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and a secret country of origin. Secret country. That's undisclosed.
0: Undisclosed.
1: I got notes of smoldering pine dust. It was a solid (laughs) smoke worth the 7 dollars uh, it was mild at first and ramped up to medium, medium plus. Uh, it, it had actually more kick at the end than I was expecting. Really? Uh, it, it, the end of it finished more like it was the Toro Maduro hmm. than uh, the Corojo.
0: Hmm. Well, I had a very interesting cigar come across my desk this week. I had uh, Davidoff Yamasa 6x60.
1: That cigar's not even out yet. How'd you get that? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no you, idea. You have. You're a pastor. That, you're not supposed to lie. That, you that, have an idea. You're just not telling us. I'm going, to take a, I'm
0: going to take a cue from all these cigar companies out there and say that fact is undisclosed.
1: Okay. <laughs> That's a better one. <laughs>
0: undisclosed. Okay. I don't that want you to a...
1: end up, uh, you know, going down south. <laughs> When you expire,
0: and it was a you know beautiful dark coffee brown wrapper, and it was you know the wrapper was really smooth, it had this great oily sheen to it. It smelled like leather and hay. Um, the draw was really good. Um, it was a great cigar. There's a rumor. It was. It was. It was you know, I'm not a huge Davidoff guy. Um, but, you know, because generally, you know, I like a heavier body cigar. Right, and, that's and Davidoff just not, doesn't deliver that's just that not, often. That's just not their thing. They make great cigars, nothing wrong. It's just not what I would normally go sure. to. So this was a nice treat to, to get something that. Both get crunched. a Davidoff and get and one that's this,
1: in your wheelhouse.
0: Yeah, and it was just really, really nice. It was a medium-bodied cigar. Um, uh, there was a pepper aroma to it, a toastiness to it, a caramel note uh, to the cigar, lots of cedar.
1: Okay. On it. and uh, There's a uh, rumor about that cigar floating around the intranets. What does the intranet say? Floating around behind the scenes Mm -hmm. that Davidoff, in an attempt to make their cigars fall into one of two categories, and that's Mm -hmm. white label and black label, Mm -hmm. that they rolled the blend from the Puro Dioro into that Yamasa. Now, the press release doesn't say that. Right. Davidoff says that it's a different cigar and that this mm-hmm. cigar has been a working passion of Hendrik Kellner's for many years. Mm-hmm. But the rumor mill behind the scenes is that those two cigars are the same. I have smoked them side by side, and they are very similar. Mm-hmm. The tough thing is the ring gauge. The ring gauges don't exactly cross over from one right, to the other right, right? because, again, Davidoff is attempting to make all of their lines Present the same. Okay. So they're going to release these 6x60s in both the Yamasa, in uh, the Nicaraguan box press, mm-hmm. in the regular Nicaraguan, and in the Escurio. They're coming out with all four 6x60s at the same time. Really? In limited production, uh, 2,236, I believe, boxes okay. uh, of. See how I put the 6 in there? Yeah. I tried to make it sound like I knew exactly what it was, but it's 2,200-something 2, <laughs> boxes of the 6 x sixties. So it's a limited production, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that it'll never come out again. But, but for now, this is what they're doing. So who knows what happens right. with, with what's going on with the FDA? Mm. Who knows?
0: Well, this cigar had kind of a—it uh, got mm-hmm. stronger as it went and um, had this, like, allspice kind of finish yeah. that just went— uh, longer and longer as it went, and, and the the further I got down the cigar into the final third, the cedar and leather and that that creamy scenery finish just kind of increased, and it was it was a fantastic. I was really surprised. It was pipe worthy.
1: I tend that's good. I tend to like worthy. a cigar that has a shorter finish, mm-hmm. and I find the Yamasa. I've smoked it a few times. The Yamasa tends to have a long finish, it's and like very you long, said, yep. as the cigar develops, the finish gets longer and longer mm-hmm. and longer as those uh, as the smoke builds up on the inside, and maybe the tars mm-hmm. build up in mm-hmm. there. Uh, so for me, the opposite of you, right. I lean toward their white label more than I do their black label. Right, right, sure. Because the finish is shorter, mm-hmm. and I, I'm just I like just about everything that Davidoff does.
3: <laughs>
0: I
1: mean, I, I don't dislike the Yamasa. It just no, it's no. a little strong for me. I get sure. heart palpitations smoking it. It's just a little too much heart
0: palpitations.
1: So I went into. Um, I went into the United Cigar Portfolio mm-hmm. this week. You did. And in the $6 range, I grabbed a Fleur de Lorraine Sink Natural. Ooh. Got very woody flavors, some notes of brown sugar, smoky Texas barbecue, and orange pokey tea. Orange pokey tea. I think that's how it's pronounced. It's, it's written pokey, but I'll have my fact checker Aaron, Orange pokey check that. tea. The, uh, it's like a salada tea. You know, regular okay. salada tea is orange pokey, I All believe. Right. Uh, so it had those it had those notes in it.
0: I do. I've had the Florida Lorraine uh, many times myself. That's a great great cigar for five, six, seven bucks.
1: It is. Yeah, and, and there's sizes for everybody in there. Yep. Um, it's a it's a Sumatra wrapper over Dominican binder and mm-hmm. then Honduran and Nicaraguan fillers.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now this cigar at six and change, I thought smoked like it could have been in the nine dollar range. Mm. That one is a great value. Not that the Rocky Patel at seven dollars it. it matched up to a $7 sure. cigar. There was nothing wrong with that. Sure. You're not being shortchanged in any way by smoking the Edge, but you get the Flor Lorraine, and you are getting a cigar in the $9 range for that $6. $6, six dollars. So yeah. I would agree with that. I would say one and a half cigar. times better than what you paid for it.
3: Mm. Well,
0: it's time. I think we need to get to our Instagram highlight of the week. All right. And the highlight of the week is at Earl underscore scott from port orange florida he has some great pictures on there and he uses the uh, uh, the ash Holes hashtag and i encourage you to go check him out he's got great pics and uh, if you want to be highlighted on the show be sure just to use hashtag the ash Holes on any of your instagram pictures we see those every week and uh, we'll pick somebody
1: every week to be highlighted on the show you've never picked me and i do one a week on Instagram, I, I wasn't doing Instagram for a while, and I'm back, and I do one a week, and I hashtag it properly, and you guys refuse to pick me. Why is that, Dan?
0: Because you're, it, it would be inappropriate to pick you as the pick of the week. What if it's while a really good pick? While you're hosting the show. So
1: I'm not hosting next week, so pick mine next maybe, week. Maybe I will. We'll see. I got a dynamite one that I'm going to post up. Really? I, if
0: it's, it's really dynamite. you It's know what, dynamite. What would really get you guaranteed to be on as if you went to our merchandise page and got some Ash holes merchandise and took a picture of you wearing or using there, some of our take a picture of yourself in the Ash holes beach towel
1: No 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 if I do it I'm going in the boy shorts You're going in the boy shorts I'm Going boy if shorts If you
0: get boy shorts I'm and doing you take it. a picture you will be
1: I'm doing it You will be the pick of the week. Consider that a done deal. Just write me in right now in the notes for next week, assuming will, that the as as boy shorts is over, sh- show up on time. Mm-hmm. You I'm can do next in. day shipping.
0: All right, come on. <laughs> I might. Right.
1: Just, I might do just that.
0: So, uh, coming back to the cigar here, are you picking up anything else? I know this is really out of your wheelhouse, so you know. But I'm kind of interested in what you have to say.
1: What ends up happening with a fuller-bodied cigar like this, and and not to confuse body and strength body is mouth feel mm-hmm. so when you pull the smoke in your mouth and it encapsulates the entire mouth and a lot of times fuller bodied cigars the dimension of flavors the amount of flavors that you're going to get drop a little bit because the smoke is so filling mm-hmm. on the palate so that charred beef flavor is still there mm-hmm. Some subtleties around barbecue spicing kind of coming around, mm-hmm. and maybe that's just my brain wanting it there because we're right. coming into barbecue season. <laughs> but uh, maybe a little cumin in there. Um, cumin I could get. I'm not, getting, I'm not getting any of the pepper. It's very smooth, like a molasses, mm. sweetness to it. It's good.
0: There is a very sweetness to the cigar. and You know, the pepper really is not in the draw. It's in the retro. Uh, and so I can understand why you're not getting that being the wuss that you are about red cigars. Okay. But uh, this is very, very smooth. And like you said. Surprisingly so. Yeah.
1: I was expecting, because it looks rustic. It looks Mm -hmm. like it's going to be. It
0: looks like it's going to be a rough kick in your pants. It is. But it's it's not that.
1: No, it is not.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. Well, it's about time for the break, yeah? And uh, coming up after the break, we're going to announce the Ash Hole of the Week. We're going to do some viewer mail, and we're going to do another Miles with Styles.
4: So hang around. Alemán and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a blend of filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a dark and luxurious Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper, grown from the famed Habano 2000 seed to bring you an endlessly complex and full bodied experience. A post roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable notes of rich cocoa, leather, and coffee that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating. The next draw. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available at TwoGuysCigars.com.
5: It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars.
1: Oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh yeah. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor comes two that go head to head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name but separated by taste. One cigar known as
5: the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste.
1: The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. with in your face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could
5: prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh,
1: that may be wrong. Well, I'm
5: going with it
1: anyway. Action adventure and bromance that's right bromance united cigar available in natural or maduro available only at appointed united cigar retailer shops nationwide rated d for delicious under 18 not admitted even with a parent united cigars you don't have to choose
2: smoke them both in 1848 in honor of the english poet lord byron a cigar brand named byron was first created Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20 and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year. Then, and only then, into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humid tubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. Byron.
3: All
0: right, welcome back to The Ashholes. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ash Holes and on Instagram at Ash Holes Radio. It's time for our Ash Hole of the Week. Dun, dun, dun. Do we have a little thingy for
1: The Ash Hole of the Week? No, you guys no. lost it. We lost it. I don't know what you did. Oh, my but. gosh. Well... Going. We're
0: talking about the Asheville of the Week, and this guy totally gets it from me. Totally fits the show, too. This is, the Asheville of the Week goes to this guy who got drunk and lit a cigarette and passed out in a toilet in Spanway, Washington.
1: Hang on a second. At a wa-
0: he and he was at a Walmart. In the toilet? He was sitting on the toilet. See, all right. He was sitting on the toilet. You had me nervous. Yeah. He was, you know, and here's the story here. A drunken man with a lit cigarette passed out on the toilet in a Spanway Walmart bathroom and caught his underwear on fire. That's tough to do. According to Central Pearson Fire Rescue. Firefighters were dispatched to the store and at after the fire alarms went off, okay, they went to the store and found the bathroom filled with smoke. And the man was sitting there on the toilet. His pants were down. His drawers were down, and he was still asleep. The bathroom's full of smoke. The alarms are going off. He's still asleep, and his underwear is burning on fire, right? And he slept through all this.
1: We need to even call.
0: even when the firemen are there, they're open. They bang. I mean, how can you not wake up when the stall doors get knocked in and there's firemen there? He's still asleep. Okay. They take a dry fire extinguisher, thankfully, and blow out his pants. <laughs> that woke him up. <laughs> I would imagine. At which point he drew a knife and tried to attack the fireman <laughs> for attacking him. And he ends up getting, you know, you know, manhandled by these guys and taken out of the store and tending to his injuries.
1: And Hopefully they gave him a chance to go back in and, you know, at least finish.
0: Finish what he was doing. If, you know, I, 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 got, I got no response to that. I got no response. He doesn't deserve to finish.
1: Well, I mean, let's face it: there is no smoking in any correct supermarket, department store of any kind mm-hmm. ever anywhere in the United right. States. So, if you're in the United States and you're in the bathroom and you're smoking, that makes you an asshole. Don't do it while you're tired. Really, is the right. moral of the story. I mean, you could
0: don't do it when you're drunk. Don't do it when you're and certainly, you know, don't. Light your underwear on fire. Well, what was, was in his underwear that it burned up that fast? I mean, I've dropped ash on clothes or something. I've never had flames come up. You ever dropped ash in your underwear? Well, you know, I'm, I tend to think that I'm a little bit more intelligent than that. Okay, just checking. I'm Have you done that? Fence to it. Have it's, you done that? Of course not. Okay. All right, then. But then to light your pants on fire and still say So this guy has burns on the insides of his legs. And he's sleeping through this. this. That's just, that's just, so he's the ashole of the week. All right. He's the ash of the week. I concur. All right. Now, Pastor Padron's thou shalt nots. This is when I lay down some clear cigar etiquette and social no-nos. Your life is going to go a whole lot better if you avoid doing these dumb things. And uh, this week's thou shalt not is don't show up at a party with only one cigar.
1: I completely this is agree.
0: this is something that that bugs me every once in a while. You know, somebody I'll, somebody will come over, or I'll show up at a party, and somebody will come out with a cigar, and. All, you know, cigars are like these things that just attract guys. You know, oh, well, do, you have, do you have one that I could smoke? I'd love to smoke a cigar, too. No, no, sorry. This, yeah. is, just, this is just for me. I'm not and saying you. Just you, look, you just look bad. I'm not
1: saying that. you show up with a jar full of Byrons. Right. At, at 30 bucks a whack. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have a Byron for yourself, and you show up with some Dos Ombre and you pass the Dos Hombres around for right. the folks that weren't bright enough to bring their own cigars. If you're a cigar smoker and you're mm-hmm. going to a party, you should bring a few. I'm not saying you got to supply the entire party, right? My cousin Jeff, my well, my cousin Janelle's husband Jeff, cigar smoker, and the family expects me being the guy working at a cigar shop. I'm going to bring cigars mm-hmm. to my cousin Jeff's credit. He shows up with his own cigars to share, nice to, to help share the burden, nice. so that I'm not bussing out all the expense. And, you know, I, I don't show up with cheap cigars. Obviously, I've got a reputation right. uphold, but I don't show up with... <laughs> so I, I do
0: show up with a jar of I don't of show up with a jar full of <laughs> Byrons either. But,
1: you know, I, I'll, I'll go with a box of Hammer and Sickle uh, trademarks. Oh, The are, natural. Yeah. Everybody likes it. In fact, that was the... My grandfather smoked uh, Romeo, Romeo and Julieta Reserve Royals mm-hmm. for like 35 years. Okay. And he's in the Seabrook store. The last time he ever came into one of our stores... Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this was 2014. Okay. And he says, uh, I go, grip, you want to, you want a cigar? And he says, I'll, um, just give me one of my Romeos that I always get. And I go, listen, I'm getting you a cigar. Not that there's anything wrong with the Romeo, but can I get you something new that you haven't tried before? And he's like, Uh ah. he's a product of the thirties. He didn't yeah, want any, anything yeah. to go to waste. Right. So he says, well, what if I don't like it? Only a little bit of the cigar will be burned and then I'm going to put it down and, mm. and it's going to go to waste. And I said, well. For starters, you're not buying it. I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. And second, I'll tell you what. Don't slobber all over it. It's my grandfather. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Old French family, we kissed on the lips all the way up into my 30s until I realized how freakishly weird that was. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I go, listen, I'll uh, if you don't Career like it. Johnny. <laughs> exactly. I'll finish it. He still had all of, all of his teeth at 96, by the way. Oh, that's good. All of his good te- for him. Original teeth. Original teeth. <laughs> so uh, he ends up lighting the cigar, and he gets about an inch in, and he goes, Jonathan. For the rest of my life, this is the cigar I want you to send me in Florida. And I go, Grampy, you're like 95, dude. <laughs> you're past the age where you can use the expression for the rest of my life. Yeah, in fact, yeah, yeah. I recommend you don't buy green bananas from now
3: on. <laughs> but uh,
1: So the hammer sickle. Uh, trademark, which at the time was called Icon, right, is the cigar that reminds my entire family of Grampy. So I always bring those cigars because that was really the last full box of cigars that he ever got. In fact, oh, really? they were given to me. I still have them. They were given to me after his passing because I'm the one who sent them to him. Nice. He never knew that cigar is a little bit more money than what he was smoking. Mm-hmm. So I always covered the difference. Right. So my credit card was on file in the shop where mm-hmm. we send cigars. And he had a standing order once a month. The first of every month, his box of cigars shipped. Mm-hmm. And he always got a box of cigars from us because I work here. Right. But sure. he all, he also was a firm believer in keeping the money local. So he would buy his filler stuff at his local brick and mortar. Sure. He had one or two, and they all knew him, Frank. Oh, oh sure. Come in. I could go to those shops now and say, Frank Talon was my grandfather, mm-hmm. and I'd probably end up getting an illegal free cigar from these guys because <laughs> he spent a lot of money with them. But rest in peace, Grampy. There you go. Yep.
0: Yeah, I, I, for a long time... Um, uh, I got together with a bunch of uh, pastors uh, up in uh, Wolfboro, New Hampshire, for a week every June. And I knew a lot of them liked cigars. And I would always show up with show 20, packing. 30, 40 cigars for the week for five, six guys. And it was, you know, I, would n- I was always going to show up with cigars for myself. Sure. But I did not want to look like the guy who brought the stuff. Exactly. And so I spent the extra money. And, and it, was a gr- it was a great thing. And they it created some great memories. So That's awesome. Do that. You know? and, and
1: it works the same way. You know, you don't bring just a flask of scotch to, right. a, to a cigar. You know, you go yeah. to some. I'm not saying, you know, you don't bring scotch to a cigar event. Mm-hmm. But you go into somebody's house and you guys are all smoking cigars. You don't bring a flask. Right. You bring a bottle. Now, if, if you're, I'm not saying you bring a bottle of Macallan 18 and drop right, 220 right. bucks, But, you know, there's some good. But you could. Uh, Glenn Morangi, for example, around $35, you can get a bottle of it, Mm -hmm. and it's a very good scotch for the money, Mm -hmm. and then everybody can have some, and everybody can have some cigars. It's all about sharing. Yes. Cigars are about sharing.
0: Cigars should encourage generosity.
1: Okay. Now, as I understand it, uh, Dan, we got, and by we, I mean you, Mm -hmm. got uh, some mail. Yes, we did. With regards to uh, some past events here on the show.
0: Yes, yes. Last week, we got a second email from uh, Brian, who was responding to uh, Michelle Stiles' attempt at, you know, uh, some brevity. Respond, some, she, she responded some, with some brevity. All right, and he wrote back this letter, and it was it was scathing. Scathing. He he really did not believe anything she said, and there has been a lot of mail that we've gotten in response to Brian.
1: All right. And so now I, let's not I'm gonna, let's gonna, not vilify Brian because I, right. I appreciate myself somebody that is willing to tell me when I'm doing the wrong thing. Right. In their eyes. Right. And There's a
0: difference though between telling somebody the wrong thing and doing it in a mean way.
1: Yes, but that is a that is a very fine line, and perhaps Brian is like myself, who if I think it, I say it, yes. and people tend to take things that I say the wrong way because I never mean anything bad, but sometimes my inflection isn't uh, mm. the nicest thing. No, that's true. You don't have to be so quick to agree with me. Okay. Could have said, so, no, no, no. It's, uh,
0: you're a nice guy. <clears throat> so, you know, to kind of, you know, get you back into into this, this was this was the letter that Brian wrote that people are responding to. He says, Hello again, gentlemen. I enjoyed the show last week as always. I even enjoyed Miss Stiles' vain attempt at a diss. Unfortunately, she earns... Zero style points. You see, uh, this saying I think we all learned in kindergarten goes something like this. Sticks and stones may break my bones, etc." I know she thought she was being clever, but actually just came off as childish and lame. Insert her annoying laugh here. All right. I laughed at how someone could get so offended about a little criticism. Jeez, take it easy, kid. Stick to your surfing and traveling. Insult comedy does not suit you. R.I.P. Don Rickles. (laughs) <laughs> in conclusion, I will still be listening to your show, although fast-forwarding through the terrible part, since you are refusing to ax it. All I can do is ignore it. Even though she tried to add some cigar talk, it still seems off, fake or forced, almost as if she had to do something because I brought up a good point. Sorry, Michelle. Taking the high road as always, no vain attempt to dish you in return, leans back and puffs cigar uh, to be debonair. You know, you're really
1: very rigid about certain things. Yeah, it's not. It's uncalled for. So
0: all right. So we've gotten we've gotten some email back, and I'm just I'm going to read uh, uh, a sample of the, the best ones that we got. And the first one is from a guy named Joe, who listens to the show in uh, Florida, and he says, "It would seem last week you had someone reply to Miss Styles. She is an epic, and she is she in an epic funny way." gave him exactly what he asked for: First, cigar talk, in telling him what cigar to suck on.: <laughs> Sure, he'd look like a gay boy sucking on a oh, such that's a foul cigar.: There's Nothing wrong.: right But th- did not recommend him, but she did recommend him a cigar in a funny and epic way. Second, she nice. discussed cigars and cigar-related material in the country she was visiting Mexico, I believe. She was then told she wasn't very debonair by your host, Mr. Jonathan, the DJ guy. That would be you. That would be me. Okay. This despite her very funny and polite reply. She even led off by thanking him for his email and then called him cute and recommended a cigar. How much more gracious could she have been? Grace is the heart of debonair. Sorry, Jonathan, but you're flat wrong. What was his response? Not only did he get everything he asked for, but he then had to attack the young lady personally. I found that classless, and despite his claim of being debonair himself, he was anything but and skipping down to the end he says 103 points for miss styles one for the witty reply one for incorporating cigars into the segment one for making me smile and 100 for putting up with sad little strange men like the only styles hater in such a gracious debonair
1: way all right and okay. i'm going to take the criticism in stride uh i i don't know i'm i'm very anti criticizing the criticizer myself
3: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs>
1: I, I appreciate the fact that Brian wrote in and mm-hmm. expressed that he didn't care for it. Yeah, He did get what he asked for. And uh, sometimes when you – my dad used to always say when you uh, try to teach somebody a lesson, it always costs you something. Yes. So it cost you a little dig with that Dos Ombre emperor thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what? I, I would just – At this point, I would just drop it and let's move on. We're going to continue to do the Miles with styles. I do think it's a cute segment, and I do hope that she continues to incorporate some cigar talk since this is a cigar podcast. Yes, yes,
0: and and she is. Uh, I want to read a little bit from one more letter here from a guy named Frank. Oh, thank God. Okay. Okay. And don't worry. He, I don't think mentions you, I think.
1: Are we finished? Yeah. No, apparently not.
0: No. I can assure you, talking, he's addressed this to Brian. So, Brian, if you're listening, I can assure you of one thing. Michelle was not angered or even phased by your words. She's used to dealing with jealous people. Did you stop and listen to what she said? She was funny and then added exactly what you wanted added. So you show your colors when you attack someone like that, especially after she heard you and adjusted her segment per your recommendations. Also be assured that she was in no danger of losing her spot even had she simply ignored you and completely changed nothing. Rather than being respectable and writing something more like, I felt Michelle tried hard to be funny and I appreciate the effort she made to include some cigar talk. Thank you, Michelle. You didn't do that. Instead, you demonstrated the lack of simplest decency a human being should show. You claimed you were the the one acting like an adult. Should we look at that? You made suggestions. She heard them and included them in her segments. Poor Brian. You attacked her and claim moral and intellectual superiority. Sorry, but an adult hears critics and responds as Michelle did. A child throws a tantrum, as you did. I've known children, and I've raised seven of my own and three of my grandchildren to responsible adults. Please try and act like an adult going forward. And Respectfully yours, Frank. <laughs>
1: I'm not saying that Frank doesn't make good points, but I do hope that this stops here because we don't need to go any further. Brian has taken a, a pretty severe beating yes, yes. for this. this. And is, I don't
0: know that it's completely deserved. I'm not, you know, but this Maybe is, he could have tempered
1: his response a little better, but.
0: This is, this is interesting to is me. What we, is. Have, we have gotten a lot of responses to that interchange from the last couple of weeks. Well, hopefully, it's very that's.
1: interesting. Hopefully, everybody moves on and uh, writes in. I would like to. I mean, Michelle, awesome has,
0: Michelle has not brought this up again. She didn't say anything about it last Beautiful. week. And she doesn't say anything about it this week in her Miles with Styles. Um, Michelle is a great friend. She's a big supporter of the Ashholes. She's a professional surfer and model. And we are going to listen to uh, her Miles with Styles segment uh, for this week.
6: Aloha! After all the travel I've done recently, I just wanted to relax at home and did just that for most of this week. I did a little surfing in and around Iwa Beach. I spent quality time with my family and I enjoyed just stopping for a bit. My only adventure out was for food and to visit the premier cigar shop on Oahu. Cigar, Cigar, Etc. is that shop. They had a wide selection of fine cigars. I ended up getting a few from my father that my friend and your host, the good Pastor Padron, recommended. The Padron Series, 1926 Number 1 Maduro. I also purchased for my father-in-law the Tabernacle Toro by Foundation Cigar Company. When he smoked it, it smelled of hot chocolate on a cold winter's day, and it had just a hint of fine new leather filled the air. I rather enjoyed the smell, and my father-in-law gave the cigar a solid thumbs up. He said it was rich and creamy from beginning to end. Speaking of delicious, Butterfly Ice Cream on Coral Street is one of my favorite dessert shops. Matcha, which is green tea ice cream, is divine. But you can't go wrong with any of the more traditional tastes as well. All their ice creams are handcrafted, and you can taste the quality. Butterflies is a must-stop for me when I'm near Coral Street in Honolulu. Tomorrow, it's off to a modeling gig in Alaska. But that's a tale for next week. This has been Miles with Styles, and you're listening to the Ashholes <laughs> on United Cigar Radio Network.
0: And there nice. you go.
1: Now, she's hot
6: getting, chocolate, hot chocolate, hot
1: chocolate on a cold okay. winter's night. First of all, she's from Hawaii. <laughs> How the hell does she know anything about a cold winter's night? <laughs> Did she grow up in Hawaii?
0: Uh, no, actually, uh, her. Um, I'm not looking for a
1: life story. No, over no, here, no. Dan. Her but...
0: her parents live in Maine. Okay. They live about two hours from where we are. All right. And so she's she, does she has experience. experienced the New England winter she and, perhaps, and all of its. She perhaps knows it better up up than we glory. do. You
1: all right. Know, but... The aroma of hot chocolate. I gotta. I don't know about that. You know, but I will say women can see, taste, and smell 11% more than men mm-hmm. on the top and bottom of all three spectrums. So for her, she is going to – that's a 22% swing. She is going to experience the cigar in a different way yes. than we would yeah. from a sensory perspective. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's a, she's obviously able to pick up more than I am because right. I ain't smelling no hot chocolate. <laughs> but it is – i is—I I am brought to – Uh, Grilling with my brother outside. He loves charcoal briquettes. Mm -hmm. And once that, once the lighter fluid burns off and you get a little bit of that sweet charcoal coming off in Mm -hmm. in the smoke uh, and it settles on the meat, that's what I'm getting on this. Uh, Not a whole lot of subtleties. This is not a subtle cigar.
0: No. No, it is not.
1: This is in your face. Lots of flavor. uh, Lots of strength. When I hit the 5-inch mark, it went from medium straight to full body. It skipped Mm -hmm. over medium plus, and that tells me that from a blending perspective, they worked the tips that they broke off those leaves back in at the five inch mark, which is a very common blending technique. Uh, There's been no other spikes. It did dip a little bit in strength now that Mm -hmm. i'm at about the three inch mark i'm halfway through Mm -hmm. so it has dipped down back down to medium Mm -hmm. so i would expect right around where the band is there's some more tips built in there and we're going to go back up to full back up to full so flavor wise very consistent all the way through but as far as the strength goes a little bit of a roller coaster ride from this tabernacle toro
0: yeah i would i would agree with that on the whole uh i the for me it's Uh, cedar leather, some dark cocoa, maybe a little bit of coffee. I do taste that charred component that you're talking about, too. There's a sweetness to it, and uh, I'm picking up, you know, because of the the retroing and stuff, uh, some uh, black and red pepper action going on with this. That really has been the same all the way through. The strength of the cigar has gone up and gone down a little bit as it's gone through the cigar, but those flavors have not really changed at all.
1: Yeah, I concur. I am picking up a, the the slightest little hint of red pepper at this point at mm. the three-inch mark. So I'm with you there. Black pepper, not so much, but some of the red pepper, mm-hmm. very prevalent. Okay. Um, this week, coming up on the, yeah, cigar, the cigar Authority, report. we have our local rep for J.C. Newman Fuente, Brad Jarvis. Oh, Brad. He's, I love Brad. He's a bit of a Scotch expert of sorts. Really? Uh, I don't know if that means he knows a lot about scotch or Mm -hmm. if he just drinks a lot of scotch. (laughs) But we're going to find out on the show as we pair scotch and cigars and we celebrate the life of Carlito Fuente, who uh, passed earlier this year. Uh, We're going to smoke two Fuentes Mm back-to-back and enjoy them with scotch, and we'll toast uh, to uh, all of our dearly departed friends, especially Carlito Fuente. And I expect to toast to my grandfather. His favorite toast... Up yours. <laughs> he would raise his glass. Now, he, a product of the 30s, so yeah. he is a very prim and proper gentleman. I have never in my life heard him utter a swear or curse word of any kind. Really? Not the S word, nothing. Nothing. Not even, I don't think I've ever heard him hear, I, I've never heard him say the word damn. Really? Ever. But up yours. For him to say up yours was such a shock, I mean, all the grandkids would stop and look <laughs> and like, is he mad? What's going on? And it turns out this was his toast. Yeah. And we all say it when we toast to him at uh, our family reunion oh, every year. Oh, that's
0: cool. That's good. You're going to do one for uh, Avo, too?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's lots of people you could have. You, you we guys get... are going to have a fun time. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. So, um, so next week, what are, what are you guys smoking? on? Am I on the show next week? Is no, Oliver, here? Oliver
0: is back all next right, so week. I'm off the hook. Oliver, the Frenchman, will be back, so you're off the hook. And we're going to be smoking the Florida Vale Grand Vale. By warped cigars, okay, and I'm really excited about this. I, the, you know, warped is something that I've been hearing about, and, and um, we've just got them into our shops, and I have really enjoyed these. I'm looking forward to sharing my
1: thoughts. Yeah, these I cigars. smoked one. It was good. It wasn't my cup of tea, but I will. I can say that it performed well. It burned well. There was mm-hmm. a good draw, good burn line. Excuse me. From a flavor perspective, it didn't. It didn't light my uh, bush on fire, but uh, your bush. Yeah, I still see what I did this there? is
0: this is I can't wait to see, see this picture. Aaron's with do. me
1: on this. I tried to be <coughs> quick-witted like he you is. Got... He's unbelievable. Oh, boy,
0: I can't wait to see you in those boy
1: shorts. I bet you can't, you sick bastard. <laughs> some...
0: So, final verdict? Final verdict on the uh, Tabernacle Toro?
1: Well, I, I... thumbs up, thumbs down, half a thumb. It's tough for me because I don't want to give it demerit points for being too strong for me. Right. But It is out I'm, of your
0: wheelhouse. If I'm, I that. if
1: I'm to evaluate the cigar and somebody were to align themselves with my smoking tastes, mm-hmm. this would be sort of a 45-degree angle thumbs-up. Mm-hmm. From a cigar perspective, if I'm taking myself completely out of it, I give it a thumbs-up. But if I'm to evaluate it based on my smoking preferences, right. it's not quite there on the thumbs-up, and it only is because it's too strong. The flavor is there. Right, right. But I just I, – if I was going to smoke – this again I, I would have to make sure i had a full full meal just before
0: but for somebody who likes you know medium to full cigars if somebody were going to come it's in their wheelhouse for sure it, that this would be a some something that you would recommend
1: as a as a person working the the floor of a cigar shop and someone coming in saying listen i like full-bodied cigars uh you know i like the ligas i like the bandoleros of the world i like pedro maduro mm-hmm. this is right up their alley right. the price point is right the the flavor the complexity it's all there the burn line is good, and we talked about Maduro's this week. Mm-hmm. Looking at this, some of the indications that somebody has tainted their tobacco in some way mm-hmm. would be a blue smoke coming off the top if they had right. put some sort of mineral oil or Vaseline to slick up the outside. Mm-hmm. Although this is an oily-looking wrapper, the burn line couldn't be any more true. Yeah, That doesn't mean that they, the tobacco wasn't rubbed in some way or bruised okay. or pressed, but that's something that you can't tell by just looking at it. Sure, uh, It is on the dark side, but it, if it is broadleaf, There's a lot of sugars in broadleaf, and they ferment darker. Yes. So this is not outside the possibility of being a completely natural Mm -hmm. broadleaf Maduro. Uh, It's not coming off on my hands or my lips or anything, so I don't think there's any dye on it. It's very good. It's very good. Well, for me,
0: who is a a medium, medium medium-plus, full-body guy, this cigar is right up my alley. Big thumbs up from Pastor Padron for this, and uh, I'm excited excited to uh, recommend this to anybody out there who hasn't tried it yet. And
1: um, I will say that I would smoke this again. You would smoke it again. I would smoke it again. And there's some that's cigars. A big, that's a big thing. L- the, I, love, I love the folks at LFD, mm-hmm. but I'm never smoking one of their Oscuros again <laughs> as long as I live. It's so so far too strong. And I like the taste of it. I wish mm-hmm. they could do that cigar and use way lower primings because mm-hmm. the flavor on it's great. But as far as the strength goes, I would not smoke that again. This is not...
3: Not so that far strong.
1: out. It was only at full-bodied for a small amount of time, and then it calmed right down. And honestly, I kind of enjoy a little bit of a roller coaster like that. Sure. I'm almost talking myself into a thumbs-up, Dan. There you go. I'm almost talking myself into it.
0: It's that good. All right. Well, it's time to wrap up. It's time to wrap up Episode 25 of The Assholes. And that's what you've been listening to, The Assholes, unfiltered cigar radio, broadcasting from the Sereno Royale Studios. Where we turn every Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. You can download this and any episodes you might have missed on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Ashholes and
1: on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. We'll see you next week. And if you happen to be smoking your tabernacle Toro, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth.